This is the story of Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley, you are the nicest guy. <laughs> really, you are. Yeah. His job is at the bank. You're 40 minutes late. Now, that's the same as stealing. I'm sorry, Mr. Dickey. It, it'll never happen again. He loves his dog. Come on, man. Give him to me. Drop it. He's polite to his landlord. Ipkiss, do you have any idea what time it is? You know, Mrs. Peenman. What? And the most exciting thing in his life are his pajamas. But now... Hey, you! What are you doing down there? I'm just looking for... my mask! All that is about to change. Because Stanley Ipkiss is not the man he used to be. Welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So today I have a guest, Hot Peter. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on blast like that, but that's (laughs) what you're in my phone as. So (laughs) um, say hi. Hey, everyone. That's a damn good compliment. Uh, What's going on? (laughs) Right, man. So I'm so glad that you actually suggested this movie. It was this and what was the other one? Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. I, my God, I started reading, (laughs) started reading the description and I'm like, yeah, I can watch an action movie. No, I can't. I thought, it, it takes you all over the place. (laughs) I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, it just wasn't that day. And then I thought, Okay, the mask, because you said that or the mask. And I was like, all right, the mask. Yeah, that, I love that movie. Bro, I've never seen this movie. I realized when I watched it. Oh, man, it had been that long? I thought, yeah. And I've, I picked up the VHS at a thrift store a couple of years ago. And I was like, I got to get this because I love the mask. Like, what? And then, and then it was just chilling there for a while. Yeah, and I know I watched it one afternoon. I probably smoked. I wasn't watching it fully, so... I thought, oh, there's Jim Carrey's face. There's a green mask. Okay, cool. I've seen the mask. When I sat down to watch it this time, man, this shit's a banger. This oh, is hell a- yeah. Oh, my God. This movie's so good. Yes. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> so good. And it came out in 1994. Jim Carrey had three huge hits this year. So it was Ace Ventura, Pack Detective, Dumb and Dumber, and this. And then right after this, he does Batman, right? I, I didn't even realize all of those movies were pretty much in the same year. Right? Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah, that that was the year his bank account was blessed on blessed on blessed. Yeah. Well, I there was some trivia I read where they had actually they got away with paying him like a little less than five hundred thousand dollars for this movie. Oh yeah, that was robbery and a half. I hope he got some royalties on it at least so he can right. make some money later on. Well, now he gets to do whatever role he wants because he did these movies. But like, yeah, it was right. I think it was like right before Dumb and Dumber came out. So he still didn't have like a lot of pull and they ripped him off. But this man. So immediately right off of the bat. And he was in, on In Living Color. On yes. Fox, right? Yeah, he was like the only white guy on In Living Color. And then yeah. um, I don't know, like just to bring it into like in light of everything that's going on nowadays, uh, when like all, everything was taken off with Black Lives Matter, Jim Carrey actually did a tweet about how, uh, you know, there would be no Jim Carrey without, you know, the black industry because it was in living color that got his foot in the door right. after, you know, so many white producers just cast them to the side and didn't ever give him a shot. Yeah, and I, I read about that, and I thought that that was really fantastic. It, it reminded me of um, David Allen Greer, who was also on In Living Color. Who, yeah. I, this is controversial, but I think he's way more talented than Jim Carrey. But it just goes to show, like, in Hollywood, it's all about connections, and it's a seedy, seedy, seedy industry. Yeah, um, but for damn sure. Yeah, I, I was tuning in for David Allen Greer, and I... I had never even realized that that was Jim Carrey on In Living Color. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, it wasn't until I got like a little older and I was watching reruns of it one day and I was just like, oh, snap, Jim Carrey was in this? Like, right, Fire, Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all in 11 months, all those movies were released. And of course, we have to mention that the book, or sorry, the movie was based on a punk comic by Dark Horse. Uh, which I don't know. How, did you ever see that? The mask. Never comic saw. Book? It. Really graphic and not for children at all. Um, oh wow! And it strays really like the movie strays really far from the comics material, source material. I I don't know. It could have been a darker movie. Like I think it would have kind been. of like how The Walking Dead is. The show is kind of like a PG-ish version of the books. Yes. Except a little more extreme of a difference here in this case, because they went from horror to just straight up comedy. They did. And so there is a reason. So whenever Jim Carrey got the script for this, he was like, oh, my God, I feel like this was written for me. And they're like, yeah, because we tailored the script to you. Like, yeah. they're like, you are a walking cartoon. And so we made it about cartoons and things that you loved. So like all that tax Avery shit, like that's all stuff that Jim Carrey really loved. And they wrote that all in for him. So I thought that was like really cool. Oh, that, that's like attention to detail right there. Right. right. Uh, and then we were talking about it a little bit earlier too. It's just that no one else, no other actor could have taken this movie into like the awesomeness that it is today. And, you know, we can look back on it almost, what, 20 years later and just still laugh like there's no tomorrow about it. Right. And well, that's another like trivia I had seen on the deleted scenes was that the director said that they saved so much money on CGI by hiring Jim Carrey well like first off they saved money by ripping him off then they save yeah. money with the CGI because like when you go to transition on CGI I guess like they save money on those like fast transitions because he's able to 
fully engage his whole body into that cartoon, like cartoonish movement. On the uh, drop of a dime. Like he, he really is a walking character just in his face and yeah. how he carries himself, his motions, like everything is straight out of a cartoon. Yeah. And I mean, I always like would hear people say like, oh, you know, rubber face Jim Carrey, he's doing the rubber face thing. And I'm like, mm. I mean, I guess I, I guess I had never seen, I wasn't a huge Dumb and Dumber fan. I didn't really like Ace Ventura. I like the Truman Show, but I don't think he's that funny in that movie. And then I saw all his like darker movies. So I'm like, I don't see why people think Jim Carrey's funny, but now I get it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So between the mask and, and the, his and living color days yeah and i guess uh, new line cinema who was who put out this movie they wanted it to be like nightmare on elm street originally and uh, chuck russell actually directed it and he did nightmare on elm street 3 so i can kind of see that like they were thinking we need like a villain that's funny which nightmare three does i don't feel like this movie hits that really like no. a, there's no villain like this is not there's no state. No, i mean i think once they saw how jim carrey was they quickly realized that the money in this film is gonna be for making people laugh not scared yeah <laughs> i mean even uh the villain in the movie anyways uh is pretty much just the bad guy once he gets a hold of a mask you know that comes off a little creepy but uh it's not anything close to the full-blown terror <laughs> right dude oh god that's crazy yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that for sure okay so well, i have more trivia but we'll just get into the movie and i can come back to the trivia but it, do it. it did dude this it, they made it on 23 million dollars and it made 350 million worldwide that's a profit yeah and then the money they're still making in royalties like i just streamed it on hbo max pretty much so yeah they're still making money off this film somewhere yeah they are i just rented it on uh disney or not disney amazon amazon prime which nice. man yeah okay so <laughs> like literal <laughs> i sit down to watch this movie i've got my cup of cannabis tea i'm like i don't know if there's enough cannabis to be able to make this movie enjoyable but we're gonna find out okay and the first shot, Edge City. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh my God, we're in like a toxic waste dump, worse version, like a parallel version of Gotham, like that's gone wrong in the simulation. I yeah. love it. Like, fucking yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then we see like a diver <laughs> who finds a mask under water and he has to get killed for some reason like what right yeah, off there the were, bat. i was always that's one of the biggest mysteries i was always like why what happened to this diver are we ever <laughs> gonna go back to this like no, no. the cops no. are investigating everything else in this city except for that diver that just got murked like right yeah exactly <laughs> why is there divers like what Ooh, a lot of questions so like, did oh. that diver have no family there was were no <laughs> missing persons reports filed whatsoever no what about his crew did they all get killed too what's going on right well there is a deleted scene where there's vikings that bury the masks there and um that's why the divers were there trying to find it like some titanic bullshit like 
See, that would have tied it into the later scene when he, uh, I, f- I forget the guy's name. He's in the movie too. He's well known for his infamous Bueller, Bueller line. Oh, Ben Stein. Yeah. Yes. In the scene with uh, Ben Stein, when they're going over the mask and in there, he talks about how it could be, you know, representation of Loki and yeah. it factors in with Norse mythology. So if they would have kept that in, that would have been added a lot of clarity and like, oh, that's from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought, <laughs> for real. Yeah, and just for anybody out there wondering, Loki is a modern Icelandic god. It's Norse mythology. And then uh, this is when I realized, holy crap, I'm a huge nerd. I forgot that that's real Norse mythology. Yeah. And uh, my first thought was like Loki from Thor and like the Avengers. <laughs> Asking the MCU, what's going on here? Then I was like, hold on, wait, no, this this came from like actual books, not just <laughs> oh the <my> movie. God. <laughs> it just came up from really uh, like people that also made up shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it came from an- ancient animators. <laughs> Pretty, you know, it, it started somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But it, it says that Loki's relation with the gods varies by source. Loki sometimes assists the gods and sometimes behaves maliciously towards them. Um, and he's like a shapeshifter, which I think is perfect because the mask it contours to your will like it doesn't make yeah. you evil so which i nah. think is a confusion for some people from reviews i've read online people don't really fully understand the concept uh, like you, you see when he puts the mask on it's a, a cartoon like he spins like yeah. tasmanian devil and then when the other guy puts the mask on it's a black cloud it's not the same effect Exactly. And then uh, when in the scene when he's in jail and Cameron Diaz comes to, you know, ask him some questions, see what she can do to stop it. In that scene, he even explains that, you know, the mask just brings out your deepest desires. You know, in his case, uh, it was just pent up aggression and a hopeless romantic. And then he goes, oh, but for this guy, like, it's everyone needs to run like something has to be done or else nothing good's gonna come out of this yep exactly exactly but yeah and so like you said stanley man stanley ipkiss is who jim carrey plays and he's pathetic but sweet and he works at a bank and like the very the they establish that he's pathetic by showing us that like he shows up to work with concert tickets and some girl tells him like her friend's in town and she really wants to take her friend and so of course he's like gonna be a nice guy and give her the tickets um, which the concert that she wants to go to is at the Coco Bango or Bongo, Coco Bongo. Yeah, which is the <laughs> club where everything takes place. Like, There's only one club in this town. And uh, like, if this is supposed to be a makeshift New York City, why the hell is everyone only going to one club? Like, Oh, this is no New York. Yeah. <laughs> More like Chicago. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know why I have like a grudge against Chicago. Never been there. I just, when I see it in John Hughes movies, I'm like, ew, stop trying to look like you're a nice city when I know you're not a nice <laughs> city. I just know it. I'm going to cut that out and probably offend a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> you should go, though. It's actually dope because I hated it for many years as a New Yorker, and they always claimed that they had the best pizza when they did it. <laughs> ew, Chicago? No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. I lived on Long Island for a year, and my favorite part about that was ordering New York pizza every Friday. Like, yes, I used to get so. I mean, still, I used to get so excited about getting it. It was so good. 
so good. I'm just like lucky in Florida. A lot of Northerners have moved down here from New York. So yeah. we, we get a little bit of good pizza. You got to find it, but it's around. Eddie and Sam's been the best so far in downtown Tampa. Okay, Eddie and Sam's. All right. Check that one out. I mean, I don't fuck with Tampa. I don't really go in too often either, but for that pizza, I'll make the trip. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I need to fuck with Tampa because I heard there's a bunch of cool shit going on over there, actually. Oh, damn. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's changed up a lot. What you knew and what it is today, two different worlds. Dunedin is like a like a vortex. You just get sucked in. You can't, there's like a five block perimeter you can't leave once you move here. Like, <laughs> I almost moved in there. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. There's yeah. a lot of old people. <laughs> uh, it's super chill. It's chill, but like, I hate, um, all the racist pieces of shit here and even beyond that i hate all the classist ignorant fucking people i'm surrounded by and not literally surrounded by because i live in apartment but like so i'm surrounded by cool people but like just four streets away are mansions that are empty because they're like people's third homes and it's like all the snowbirds and whatnot yeah it's gross and we don't have any cult- real culture here outside of like um, cars. Like there's a lot of gearheads, but outside of that, it's like drinking or beach. I mean, it's just strip mall culture. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. It sucks. And and of course, Oregon just legalized everything under the sun. But like- Literally everything. Literally. But it's like, what kind of person does that make me if I just leave? Like, what the fuck? I mean, it's all about doing what you got to do to make you happy. Like, I came from New York down here, but, like, I really fucks with the no cold. Yeah. I have personal space. Yeah. And I can freely drive wherever I want because I love to drive, but never, ever would I ever drive in New York City. Like, that would just send my anxiety to a whole nother level. Damn. I've never been in New York City. Far out. That's crazy. Yeah, I lived in Long Island. That's how much I hate cities. I lived in Long Island for over a year and didn't go to New York City. <laughs> it's got its pros and its cons. Like, if you like space, don't go there. Like, it's just the most cluttered shit ever. Right. If you want friendliness, don't go there. Like, it's when, not there. But I watch SNL and I'm like, oh man, it seems so cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, my bad. Sorry. All good. I just had a detour. We talk shit on Florida. Yeah, and they're then they're at the bank. So we find out like that he works at a bank. Um, and of course his boss is like an incompetent asshole whose father owns the bank. Richard Jenny plays his best friend. He is great. Um, yes. I found out that he committed suicide a few years ago. What? No. Yeah. That's so sad. It was really like- sad. I, well, I was reading about it and just like all these comedians are coming out of the woodwork saying how great of a friend he was and a great person. And I didn't really honestly know him outside of watching him in this movie, but I looked him up because I thought he was so good. Yeah. Like he's one of those actors where like you don't really remember his name, but you're like, I've seen that guy before in something. Yeah. His line delivery is like perfection in this movie. And th- did you? Okay. So. The writing is weird, right? I'm a little bit, yeah, because it's just like <laughs> okay. sometimes, like you're just watching the movie, you're like, oh, "This was really a dramatic switch here." Like, <laughs> so, like, I was wa- okay. As I said, like, I was a little bit inebriated when I watched it. So, True. and I have like a conspiratorial mind. I've been accused of having. So, bring them on. In my mind, I was like oh, so they're only talking in cliches. Like, that's what I thought was happening. Like, I 
because every single line was like a weird cliche, right? Yeah. And so I thought, oh, this is all just like callbacks and references to other movies that I'm not getting because I haven't seen the movie. That's what I thought. And I had this like whole story concocted in my head of like why this was like an homage to like all this other (laughs) shit, but like apparently not. And then my my other theory was that it was written by like a computer algorithm. Um, To just throw in as many punchlines as possible. (laughs) Yeah, because like a lot of those Jim Carrey lines aren't actually funny. Like they're funny because he's saying them, but they weren't funny listening to people repeat them for the last 10 years or the next 10 years. You know what I mean? No, I mean, but that's kind of like the gift of Jim Carrey is that he can do stuff and make stuff funny that no one else can. Like it's, yeah. it's the same thing with the stand-up that's hilarious where like you see it, you're laughing maniacally and then you go into work the next day to tell the people the joke <laughs> and you just butcher it. Like. <laughs> yes. I, I like, I'll tell a joke and then I just wait, like wait in silence and there's no laughter. Like, <laughs> these people are rude it's like can i at least get like the <laughs> or, or fucking like... remember when jeb bush was like uh please clap yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's how i had half of america feeling after that movie they Yo, try to repeat his jokes and y'all thought that i was fucked up for being on the jeb train i was trying to save everybody from trump okay yep same here Pick your same here. Pick your KKK member. That's the game we're playing, guys. Ex- okay. More than anything, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got I got some quotes from Ben Stein. I'd like to read you later and see how you feel about them. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He's canceled. I'm excited for this. He's canceled. Ooh. Let's put it that Thank way. Yeah. All right. All right. We got story time later. Yeah, for real. So yeah, Cameron. Then we get Cameron Diaz. She comes into the bank and. Who do you think is the bigger star of this movie? Jim Carrey or Cameron Diaz's boobs? Cameron Diaz's boobs because it feels Whoa, like right? those video people were trying everything they could do to like make her have an ass and it wasn't working. So they just kept <laughs> focusing on the drugs. Like. Oh my God. Oh my God. I did not realize that. I'm going to, next time I watch it, I'm going to look for that. That is so funny. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're look right, for you're it. Right. Especially like in the red dress. I'm like, hold on, wait. Cameron Diaz doesn't have a butt like that. And then she like turned a little right? bit and the whole butt disappeared. I'm like, that's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So. But props to them for like trying to make curves look cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. And this was her first fucking acting job. Yeah. That's like, oh, so crazy. She, she got lucky right out the bat. Like, yeah. They don't give her much to work with. And I'm pretty sure that those boobs are the only reason they hired her. But yeah, because she's so talented, but you don't really get a lot of her talent in this movie at all. Um, well, it was her foot in the door, you know. Yeah, for real. But um, and she uses her foot later. She saves the day. She kicks the mask. But I'm getting yes. ahead. Of, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting ahead <laughs> of myself. Yeah, and he like so they're both trying to hit on her when she comes in, and she's on like a recon job. She's got a camera in her purse and filming the inside of a bank, the bank because they're going to do a heist on it later, um, her boss, her mob boss. And I thought that I was like, whoa, you could do that? Like, you could just video? I can't believe no one's ever thought of that. And then I realized how dumb I was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I laughed so hard when he tries to put the pen in the pencil sharpener. 
<laughs> and <laughs> hey, when's the last time you oh, saw an electric pencil sharpener? First off, no, that was one of the first things when I, I thought when I saw it again. I was just like, yo, when was the last time I used one of these things? Like, that's a throwback to elementary school, pretty much. Right? It was so cool. Yeah, I had just, um, I had did an episode of Boy Meets World where they had a pencil sharpener, but like the metal kind that you had to twist and hold. That's the one where like you got that fresh outfit. So you like slowly walk to the front of class. <laughs> just, you know, that that was the flex back in our day. Like, you got to like make the, the trash can like lived under the pencil sharpener. Because once you open that bitch, like those shavings are everywhere. Everywhere. It was like yeah. the confetti. It was nature's confetti pretty much. <laughs> nature's confetti. Oh my god. I've heard that joke referencing other things before, but never anything as accurate. So that's what I come with the facts. That's right, the facts, man. So Dorian is the boss. He's Peter Green. Um, and he was also in Pulp Fiction. I don't know if you knew that. I and, didn't. What did he play in Pulp Fiction? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Hold that, on. That's always like my go-to when people are like, oh yeah, he was in that movie. I'm like, what do you do? Because I don't right. believe this. Peter Green, Pulp Fiction. Let me find out. He was Mr. Green. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. He was... Or he could have just been an extra, probably. That's why there's no character name next to him. He's Zed. Uh, Zed's dead, baby. Holy Zed's dead. Shit. Wild. That's wild. Damn. And then he, he just first... First he got murked, then he just got told off by Jim Carrey, man. Like he's right. he's just getting whacked or yelled at. That's but, his career right there. But he kills it in this movie. Oh yeah. All my biggest laughs were from his line delivery. He is so fucking funny. Like this guy is in his own movie. He's he's taking it very fucking seriously. <laughs> like it's so good. I don't know. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Normally, yeah, like, when I, like he when played I, the creepy boss a little too well, though. Because yes. When he when he, when he goes to, and he's like, oh well, the next time she's in here, send it to my office. I'm like, oh, even I felt gross. What the hell? Then, oh like, my god. And he takes the picture and he like puts his eyes out in the picture. Or was that his boss to him? No, yeah, I'm thinking of the wrong. Oh no 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 no. Name. He he did it about his boss. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, it was, whoa, like, what? It's like, was this Why? necessary? <laughs> like, do, so do you have a picture of your boss just sitting around? Just to, like, burn the eyes out with cigarettes. Yeah. Like, right? And, well, you know what? I'm like, what if he was planning this, like, the whole week? And then, like, he went out, had one lackey go make, like, 12 copies of this. <laughs> and then he had, like, three just for testing out. And then a couple <laughs> for the day of, like. Right? Oh my god. It's just a wild scene and it made me laugh so fucking hard. But like usually when I get like generic white dudes in movies, I'm like automatically I'm checked out. I don't care. And But these guys were actually genuinely fucking hilarious. Like they were really yeah. good. And then another scene that's funny like I, when uh, it's towards the end and he's like sending, well actually no, was it towards the end? It was one of the first times when Jim Carrey was in the club as the mask and they're shooting at him and then like he fakes like he got shot and then died in the thug's arm 
Yes. And then for the acceptance speech, he did. Oh, it's did so good. Did you notice that they were in the background, like, fixing their hair and yeah. stuff and, like, trying to be presentable? Like, they were on stage, too. Dude, that's the thing about this movie is, like, every detail, every minute little detail they've covered. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And even the story, like, the whole time I'm thinking I know what's going to happen, no. I, it's not predictable. It was. It's so good. I, yeah, just the attention to detail is really something to behold. Although there is a couple issues I have with the plot, but okay. But I mean, I mean whatever. It's a comedy. There's yeah. always yeah. If it's a comedy, there's gonna be holes in the plot. Why? Because they needed to make something funny. Yeah. Right. Or production it's just time consuming and there's so many people working on one project I, this movie reminds me like well first i when i was gonna watch it i thought oh so it's like roger rabbit right gotcha but it's not I, this is nope. better i mean <laughs> oh well, yeah the cgi is better the use of the seat and i understand that they did not have the same technology that they did when Roger Rabbit came out, but they use this flawlessly. And I'll tell you, I've watched movies with CGI like Casper, Men in Black, a bunch from this era, and they're not as good at all. No. Like, I, I mean, and then on top of that is that they're not trying to make anything look real. Right. And they had that to their advantage, and like they owned up to it instead of trying to force something to look realistic when it didn't need to be like the fact that they embraced the cartoonish aspect of it yeah helped yeah it um another movie like that reminds me of but it's not even in the same ballpark flubber oh wow flubber that's something i haven't heard in forever well it's interesting or coincidence that the mask and flubber are both green easy to green yeah. screen right i see you <laughs> yeah Oh, so then Jim Carrey, he heads over to the Ghostbuster mechanic shop. Did you notice that that was a mechanic shop from Ghostbusters? Too busy laughing at the fact that both of the dudes that were there got wheeled out. Not the same <laughs> night, but the next yeah. morning with the mufflers up their asses. Man, um, yeah, so I'm, this, to me, I like the whole mechanic trope. I thought it was pretty realistic. It's very disempowering to have to go to somebody that's going to fix your shit and you know you can't do anything but let them fix it because you don't have the knowledge it sucks man yeah. no it's it, you can like look what my dad will do is if like he does a job for someone else he'll like look up how much a mechanic will charge it mm -hmm. and he'll be like all right so this is where they rip you off this is you see how this part only costs this much, but they charge you this much for it. That's how much they cost for labor. This is how much I cost for labor. Have a nice day. Right? Yeah, seriously. Truly. <laughs> now, and then, like, the part I really liked about it is that they were there overnight. Yeah, right? I guess that's where You're you like, go if you need your spaceship fixed. <laughs> I guess. You oh, like, you know. These guys were having the worst life. Like, ima like imagine you're working. It's like <laughs> nine o'clock. Some dude just busts in. And then no one comes to save you until like 12 hours later, bro. <laughs> like, On your 24-hour mechanic shift. Exactly. <laughs> In this dystopian tune town. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then when the cop is like, oh, when the EMT is like, we're going to need a proctologist stat. What? You heard what I said. Yeah, I died. That line was so funny. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. 
And then, um, oh, but this, doesn't this remind you of me, myself, and Irene, how they're, like, setting up how Jim Carrey is, like, impish, and, like, we're supposed to feel sorry for him, and then he's going to exact his revenge upon the town? I mean, it, it's kind of the vibe I got about it, like, watching it as an older individual now instead of a kid, is I feel like he kind of represents the nice guy, where, like, he wants to go off on people, but, like, he doesn't want to be rude or anything, so he just takes his licks and keeps on going. And then the mask itself, like, kind of gives him that confidence he needs to go to the next level to, yeah. like, get the hot girl and, like, do whatever he wants through the whole nine yards. Yeah, because he does at one point, um, like, talk back to his boss when he doesn't have the mask on. So, you yeah. Could tell, yeah, you can tell it is giving him confidence. So then we get to Coco Bongo, <laughs> jazz nightclub, um, 1940s jazz bar. What? Named In the 90s. Named Coco Bongo? I'm really confused. Also, I want to get a pet now just so I can name it Coco Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty dope pet name. Right? <laughs> no, and then, like, what was funnier to me, I, like was watching everyone trying to dance in that club along with the swing music and it looked like everyone was dancing to a completely different rhythm <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i did not notice that that's so funny oh man yeah, yeah there's you... like this one lady just like sticking her hands out all over the place i'm like what is you doing are you having a seizure do they need to go to the hospital for you <laughs> she's doing the um trump ymca dance oh no <laughs> What I call uh, Trump's dan Trump dancing looks like he's jacking off ghost sticks, where he's just like, uh, 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 it uh, really uh. does. <laughs> it really does. But does nobody? I'm sorry, and I'll fucking cut this out. But does nobody else find it fucked up that he made his song the YMCA song? The YMCA song was about children that are displaced from their fucking communities, so they have to go to the YMCA because they don't have parents because we live in a fucking classist shitty ass country are you kidding and me on top of the fact that the village people were huge icons for the lgbtq community who is constantly trying to disenfranchise and take the rights away from them like asshole no other way around it just asshole like last time i took mushrooms i met a black kid that was gay that was a trumper and my fucking brain broke what I, yeah i was like i couldn't stop laughing and crying at the same time for like 40 minutes straight i was like uh, you don't, i don't understand like, like was I just this a real understand. person or yeah. something you saw on your trip like no like it was a real person <laughs> yeah. yo these kids down here are crazy i don't it's you know i know why i know why it's because he speaks to a portion of society that feels disenfranchised and they are valid in feeling disenfranchised and we should accept them and help them and create community with them instead of letting them worship some fucking creepy ass. Oh my God. It's so scary. Creepy doesn't even no. start. Yeah. It's insane. It doesn't even matter. He's just the fucking mask to the military industrial complex anyway. So that's fine. You have your Joe Biden people and just wait until we're whatever. I can't. I'm sorry. I'll cut all yeah. that out. I'm just I, I'm just sick of pretending like we live in a first world world country when we don't have fucking health insurance. No, like, we don't. And then it's I hate the whole make America great again. And it's like, no, we're supposed to make America better. Like, dude, I see homeless people. 
<laughs> like, it's, I'm like it, the the crazy thing that gets me is just like if you want to make America better, how about you invest in education instead yeah. of constantly cutting education? Yeah, well, that's um no. What they want to do is get like liberal propaganda out of our education system because that's how kids are becoming radicalized to be marxists so that's why i'm gonna go back to school and become an eighth grade history teacher so i can radicalize some more fucking kids and on top of that all of these marxist countries are the ones kicking our ass when it comes to science math and technology in general i know yeah and they're the ones that we owe a shit ton of money because we don't want to teach our kids math i know it's sad it's fucking sad and scary and on top of that all the hypocrisy of like oh yeah i want this to be the best country possible but i don't want to pay any taxes oh but the taxes are what we need <laughs> in order for our country to you know properly function yeah no i want this country to be as good as possible except with my money right like the poor so people should pay on. taxes not the rich exactly. people yeah bullshit <laughs> bullshit like it's like oh i love this country Except for when it asks for my money. It can ask for everyone right. else's money, not my money, though. Well, yeah. It... <laughs> like, they'd rather Dude. donate a few thousand to a political campaign instead of just giving it straight to the government so they can do what's best for the people. Yeah. And, like, I know it seems, like, vapid and frivolous to observe and report on pop culture, but to me, it's, like being a witness to exactly that it's called pop culture for a reason it's artificial we yeah. don't have a fucking culture and this shit that we're dissecting right here a 1940s jazz nightclub this is an all-white ensemble cast okay yep you co-opted the fucking comedy you co-opted the music and you, you exported probably all the shit to china or korea to get made like all the after effects we don't even have a real culture and the culture that we do have that I report and observe on is disturbing as fuck. And I think that it's important to point out those things so that we can grow and not, not continue to perpetuate them into our society. The only way you can learn from your mistakes is if someone points out that it's a fucking mistake. Like, yeah, exactly. If you keep doing what you think is right until someone tells you what you're doing is wrong, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Exactly. And okay, so Jim Carrey, he he can't even get in the club. So and his friends just like leave him at the door. They're such assholes. And yeah. man. And then the next day they go like, oh, where'd you go? We were looking for you all night. And he's just like, did you check outside? <laughs> right? Like what? <laughs> assholes. And so he's driving home and this is it. This is like the straw on the camel's back that the car breaks down. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention he got a loner car from the mechanic, yeah. which is another reason like I I know I'm crazy, but like the mechanic says, "Oh, um bring around the loner." It's like that's a classic movie line. That's not like bring around it's the loner. Like come on, that's a thing. Like what? <laughs> are these is all no maybe not i don't maybe think I'm that one was things up. but doesn't it sound familiar come on it, well like the thing is that most dealerships have loners but like they i think they just emphasized it to set up the pos that they were about to unveil and show us because okay they had to say this they had to have the scumbags say in the scummiest way 
what a terrible car that they're about to present. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the delivery that's tripping me up. I'm just like, all the delivery is so sincere and earnest. I'm like, oh, that's from something. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. It, it was just the setup, and then the car was the punchline. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then his car breaks down on a bridge, and he's like, oh, I don't know. Remember why he jumps in the water, like to save somebody or something, or and um he finds the mask underwater which seems unlikely and then <laughs> the fuck this is the best part of the whole fucking movie man the cop come up and they got the spotlights on him they're like what are you doing he goes uh uh looking for my mask and i found <laughs> it <laughs> like yes i'm gonna use that excuse forever now anytime i get pulled over <laughs> and i'm just Looking like, for my mask. Doing, <laughs> what are you doing going 90 and a 35? Uh, looking for my mask. Yep. Found it. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> like, Jesus, for real, dude. Like, get off my nuts, cops. What, like, literally, I'm in the river in the middle of the night doing shit. Leave me the fuck alone. My like, God. Like, I dropped my weed <laughs> if you want me to be honest with your officer. Right? Like, are they looking for dead bodies because they weren't too concerned about the one in the beginning of the movie? Exactly. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, don't act like you're out here trying to stop crimes. You have a full-on mob syndicate being run out of Club Coco or whatever the fuck it is. Like, uh, no. And then another, I just realized, well, Slash forgot that he was, he pulled up to the club in the loner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, it's a classic, which it is. I, I thought it was an awesome car. Of course, I'm like, the car's so fucking cool. I wonder what make and model it is. <laughs> yeah, and then he comes home and his landlady is asking him, um, you know, do you know what time it is? Like, oh my God. Have you ever lived in like close quarters with a landlord before? Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, I bet because you're from New York. So you probably know all yeah. about that. Oh, uh, no, like, uh, the landlord was our downstairs neighbors and we were kids, mm. uh, and then, like, he had, he was an older guy and he had his elderly mom with him, probably, uh, and then, uh, so it was just, like, we couldn't really be kids inside the house. Yeah, <laughs> so, my neighbor is actually playing really loud, um, like, trombone-heavy Mexican music right now, so, like, all, all you hear is the downbeat, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, <laughs> but I don't care, because, like, it, she only plays music like once a week and i smell weed so i know she's happy <laughs> nice like, yeah good she's happy yay <laughs> but yeah the landlord lady she's scary <laughs> and um and oh and he doesn't know what time it is he says he gives that line um like he's like no actually well he doesn't have his watch because there was a deleted scene where those thugs stole his watch i guess uh and then, all right, I'm watching it now. So the reason why he jumped in is because the mask was tied in with a pile of garbage and the pile of garbage kind of looked like a body. So oh. he thought he was saving someone. Wow. So okay. yeah, he's even running down, like yelling, oh, I know CPR. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so sweet, man. And th yeah. And then Miss. It's an ode to the nice guy. Just like finally saying, you know, what? screw it. I'm taking everything back for myself. Yeah. Mrs. Peenman needs to take a lesson from him. She's a fucking bitch, dude. Huge. If I was 
Mm, never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to fantasize about how I would kill Jim Carrey's landlord from 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, we get this awesome apartment shot. His apartment is so cool. It has 90s, like 80s, 90s cartoons everywhere. He has a great VHS collection. Um, oh yeah. I love it. And I love that he just like has to throw in a tape to relax. And that's so me. Like I related to that hardcore. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, like, I related to all the comic stuff around because, like, the second you walk into my place, like, you see my nerddom with all my <laughs> Funko Pops just chilling right here yes. on their own display. Yes, glory so and like, all their glory. Damn right. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's great. I love he's got that Tasmanian devil pillow. Um, yeah. It's, oh, that man, the set design was just so cool. And it I really thought it feels like every like cartoon that's in his apartment somehow comes to life through his character as the yeah it's like the beginning of the labyrinth of all the characters in her bedroom are all the characters that make up the movie yeah yeah definitely i man and like i said they tailored that to jim carrey so he must have been really into cartoons yeah i mean look at the guy obviously yeah like those the cartoons are pretty much like his family pretty (laughs) yeah and then we get to meet milo his dog oh my god he's milo's such a dope dog he probably man he's the second best person in this movie he's the second best actor in this movie milo's pretty much the real mvp of the film because without him and it's another ode to you know like you know dogs being man man's best friend and whatnot that dog made two thousand dollars a week the fuck i mean he deserved so much more. <laughs> I'm glad you went that way with it. <laughs> all right, all right. We're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Because, um. <laughs> I mean, if, if Jim Carrey got, you know, half a mil, he, he deserved at least six figures, all right? He's like flipping through the channels, and um, we get that stupid infomercial commercial with Ben Stein where he's talking about the id and the mask that we wear because he's like plugging a book that he just wrote. He sounds like Dr. Drew. and. Yeah. I was like I what's been going on with Ben Stein because I had just covered uh Ferris Bueller and I didn't do any digging on Ben Stein for that episode because I there was so much information about Ferris Bueller's day off it was too much so on this one I was like "Mm, I've heard that like there's some weird things going on with Ben Stein I need to figure out what it is well (laughs) apparently he said i mean the real problem with race in america is a very very beaten down pathetic self-defeating black underclass that is uh just can't seem to get its way going in the way that blacks were able to before the scourge of drugs and scourge of gangs oh yeah (laughs) oh so there's that so uh, (laughs) oh just wow that's unfortunate about ben stein that he's just no longer with us anymore <laughs> i mean if he's alive or not i don't know but he's, he's it doesn't definitely matter. dead to me he's, he's irrelevant <laughs> exactly he's fucking irrelevant now yeah um, and for everyone listening i'm definitely not white so he was kind of referring to me <laughs> and i and i do and this is another part of the quote and i think that it's important to talk about this not only to trash him but because this is propaganda and it is brainwashing um, these ideas. These aren't his ideas. These are things that 
this is propaganda he's absorbed and you can hear it in the language he says i mean it's an amazing thing blacks were on their way in this country that's a f that's phraseology that's weird right okay what on, on their way in this country like you took that directly from rush limbaugh shut the fuck up okay even after the horrors of slavery and then drugs came in the destruction of families came in and the crisis of the black community is just absolutely unbelievable and that it seems to me is something that mr obama could have addressed and he just ignored it completely what so he's really going on saying obama didn't do enough for black people and everything right and it's your fault it's black people's fault obviously but also did you i didn't realize that black people were the only people that could be poor or on drugs or in gangs that that's yeah. just a black thing and then on top of that it's just like oh no it was like what do you mean on their way is like oh right? segregation ended you guys are on your way now yeah you can sit with us you guys right? you guys are moving up literally on their no, way like, bitch on their way oh no 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 it, 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 and it's I, not like the war on drugs is pretty much designed to attack areas of color and impoverished communities because although crack is only a fraction of what cocaine is the punishment for crack was almost 10 times as drastic as the punishment for cocaine when yeah. crack is just the watered down poor people's version so it's blatantly well, I, like yeah if you have the cheaper version you're gonna get more compared to if you've got the pure expensive ass product we'll give you a little slap on the wrist well you don't get slapped on the wrist when you're the judge jury and executioner oh yeah you're talking about the cops that just and also, yeah. and also, like, I wonder who brought crack into the communities. I, it must have been, like, poor Black people, probably, right? It, it was them. They created it, I'm sure. And they brought it into yeah. their own communities. Um, no. Actually, if you want to know, you can look that up on your own, because I'm not doing that on this podcast. <laughs> but it was, definitely, for another day. it was definitely our fucking government. And it was definitely by design. And... It's fucked up. And we come from Florida. We know a lot about cocaine. You can take our word for it. Okay. I mean, and then on top of that, the reason why jails started to become on a larger scale and privatized, yeah, privatized. in general was due to slave capturing. Like point blank. Like jails weren't that big of a deal. And so it's like, oh, let's house as many black people as we can because they're trying to be free. Right. Exactly. Um and the school to prison pipeline so which is also very real very real and sad thing and it's today like like i've always hated how the funding for school districts work because the funding is like by zone instead of to spread it equally throughout the district which is why you have so many great and so many terrible schools instead yeah. of just a whole lot of good schools for everyone to learn from like if we educate them, they won't go kill families for oil. Yeah, well, we're trying to educate them in classrooms where there's like one computer for every 10 kids compared to in the nicer communities where there's one computer per student. Yeah, but that's by design, you know. We, we, can't, terrible, have a, we, we can't have a whole population of intelligent, autonomous humans because they would not choose to go drop bombs on suburbs so that we can fucking drive 
around and use oil. Like no one's choosing, not no one, but the, I choose to believe that the majority of people would not choose that. Even the people that like are actively out there racist in our lower, like, you know how there's this group of people that aren't elite, but they think that they are because they're racist or classist even though they're uh, yeah. on the bottom of the class system. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, because they don't look at the financial class. They just look at the racial class. Exactly. And that's why, that's yeah. a brainwashing technique. I feel like, uh, I mean, I don't feel like that. I mean, I know it is a fucking Derek Bell said one Derek Bell quoted Martin Luther King Jr. Who said when the white Americans are struggling financially, then they will see then they will see like we see then they will be our brothers and sisters then they will fight the fight because it matters to them until it matters to them they don't give a shit it's like and then when it does happen to them it's too they just hold on to their one shred of dignity by saying at least i'm not poor and black i'm still white i got that going and they get their i voted sticker i voted for biden i can't you know i'm oh cool cool Sorry, I can't. I'll cut like no. out my crazy fucking rants. I get so like pessimistic about the world because it's like bad. The world is shitty. I don't. Sorry. Sucks. So yeah, Ben Stein is garbage, and he sucks. <laughs> also, yeah. it's not, not surprising that he was involved with the Man Show, right? Do you remember him being on? Oh that? yeah, I forgot all about that for a little bit. I, I got to admit, though, like, I was in, like, middle school or around the time that show was popular. So, like, as a kid that did it, no better. I just um, thought it was funny. Like, uh, there's girls jumping up and down on trampolines. How are you not going to watch yeah, that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I, a teenager. I tell you, I had a hangover from this, mo- from this movie, from Cameron Diaz's boobs. Like, literally, I think I texted my friend Jay, like, four times. I'm like... But her boot, you got to watch the movie because her boobs are so, like, why? They're so big. And I've seen a lot of Cameron Diaz movies and they don't look that big. So I'm just like, did they enhance them? Like, what? I mean, and it's also cool to see that, like, Free the Nips was a thing back in the 90s, too. Like, because they were everywhere in that movie. I'm like, yo, how is my mom not covering my eyes every two seconds watching this as a kid? There, yeah, there's a lot of sexual innuendos in the movie. And you, I mean, you barely ever see her face. They're literally just giving you chest shots. Yeah. It's wild. It always starts at the chest and you know who it is every yeah. time. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway. then well, That speaks to how good of an actress she is because they tried so hard to focus just on her body. Right. And she was still able to be known for her talent. After mm-hmm. being in such a sexualized role speaks for itself. I know. You know who they were going to have instead of her, supposedly? Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, that, no. I'm so glad they went. Yeah. Cameron Diaz. Oh, I could have seen that. that. Been... I mean, it's she's cartoony, though. Like, I could see it. But not with Jim Carrey. That? Yeah. No. I could never. No. That's weird. It's like two completely different cartoon styles. <laughs> We've jumped around so much in this movie, but it doesn't matter because this movie's wild. Like it, it, yeah. And like I remember thinking too, like fuck, I'm gonna have to sit through this whole thing. No, it's paced. It goes really well. Like yeah, I liked it. 
Uh-huh. Like, I just started watching it while we were waiting for the record to finish uploading. Yeah. Hell yeah, right? Uh-huh. Oh, shit, I got it up. Might as well. Might as well. Yeah, hell yeah, it's so funny. So then, um, but like when he puts on the mask, it shimmers green. It's like, don't, <laughs> don't you I think? guess that was the transition from like the dull green mask it was to how bright it looked in his face oh yeah i guess oh yeah okay so but it's like that was my guess my thing was like it probably is like toxic waste from the swamp you pulled it out of like you thought it was gonna be a crossover with ninja turtles exactly (laughs) that's exactly where my brain was going (laughs) you knew it i got you (laughs) yeah he sneaks up on the landlady and breaks the fourth wall which is crazy that year i just had to say yeah. that i'm sorry <laughs> he kills the alarm clock which i thought was hilarious and she takes a shotgun to him and his eyes bulge out of his head i, I literally just that. saw that. <laughs> i loved it that like, gag it was like straight from the cartoon like that's what like set the pace of like oh we're going all the way goofy with this guy like yes. hold on tight but again it's just like this attention to small details though because they could have played a lot of these jokes and if they didn't have like you said like during the awards scene everybody so entrenched in it in the scene it doesn't work like exactly as i always say on this podcast they took a chance and in this case it worked it really fucking worked big time he goes and gets like revenge on the mechanics can we just talk about all the musical numbers that went down real quick i was just like yeah of all the zaniness that's one aspect we have yet to touch on there's a lot of dancing and singing in this movie oh yeah like it's everywhere like they wanted to cut the part in the park well we'll get to that though um and yeah he gets revenge on the mechanics which is like really graphic and surprising like i I like taking notes and i'm like hearing the proctology i'm like what (laughs) i'm like up at the screen like what happened in the comics apparently it was like really graphic part of the the novel so I thought that was interesting. Like, and then what, what kind of baffles me is that watching this as an adult now, like as a kid, I didn't, really didn't catch on to any of that. Like, right? These small flips were shoved up his ass. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That man, which is like, is this a movie for kids or adults? I'm a not. A little bit of both. They played it off. I guess. I <laughs> fuck. Right. I mean it's like if kids are old enough to get the joke, then they're old enough to hear the joke. And then we get the band of muggers, but and then he shoots them. This whole scene was hilarious. At first oh. I'm just like, these people are so unrealistic looking. And then when he steps out, it get, he gets a spotlight and he's like, Everybody come, join the show. And I got chills. Like <laughs> Ooh. Let, let me show you where my TV's paused right now. It's with him holding shit. the balloon gun. <laughs> the yes, yes. That's the best. The best. I loved that. And I'm not a gun nut. Like I I'm like not into guns, but I and I hate like gratuitous use of guns in movies, but I I loved all of it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I mean like in this case it's like everyone they were shooting at deserved to get shot at pretty much. <laughs> And he like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I just let, but, and I know this has nothing to do with anything, but do you remember, did you watch the Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot this last year? I didn't watch the reboot. It, it was going to be a movie. They had to shorten it into three episodes. It was the guy that directed the new It movies who did oh, it. Oh, word. 
Yeah, it's really good. In my opinion, it's really good. And um, they aired it on Nickelodeon. It was quite scary, actually. And, but it was like right on point with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like just enough scary, just enough teenagery goodness. It, it's perfect. And but there's a scene where the guy who's the bad guy in the movie he walks out onto the stage and he's like attention everyone welcome to the show it's all a part of the show and it gave me chills like it reminded me of that and jim carrey's delivery is so like again i'm just like what when is- he delivers he delivers yeah. he does <laughs> yes it's so it's like man it's so good and then the gag was like him pulling out the used condom in his pocket <laughs> what apparently yeah another scene that went straight over my head as a kid yeah supposedly that was improvised i've heard this from five different sources so please tell me how he improvised having a condom in his pocket that's not improv that's not improv well it was improv to everyone else he knew exactly what he was doing so i'd say i don't think they wrote a balloon scene they're writing a whole balloon scene and not having that joke written in no come on uh, that, that's something I can see Jim Carrey having in his back pocket and just kind of running with it without telling the writers. They really so need to I think some... a surprise is a better way to describe that right? than yeah. improv. Right, right. Yeah. They need to get some serious regulation on IMDb, I'm just saying. Or who knows? They could have been like, hey, we got some props here. What do you want to do with it, Jim? And he's like, give me this fake use condom. Let's see where we could go with this. Like... <laughs> If that's how it went down, then yes, it was indeed improv. Right, 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 right. So then Stanley wakes up the next morning after his hangover from wearing the mask and the police are at his door and he's like trying to get rid of the mask and he throws it out the window, but it comes back in the window, which is like, that's a Twilight Zone trope that's fucked with me my entire life. Like, I'm always scared when I throw away something that... Well, not all. Since I, when I was little, I was always scared. Like if I threw away something creepy, it was going to show back up in my room, you know? It was was foreshadowing for all the exes we'd have. (laughs) Just when you thought thought you got away from them, they come right back. Like, why won't you leave me alone? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, then, and I think I'm out of order here too, but at this point, I don't think it matters. So (laughs) we get a brief introduction to the reporter, Amy Yazbeck, as Peggy Brandt, and she's really cute. Her character pissed me off, yo. Yeah, she's a, she's a bee. She's a bitch at the end. Huge. But I love it because I I really suspected Cameron Diaz. I thought like she was going to set him up this whole time. So I did not see the journalist thing coming at all. Yeah which was really fun because this whole like i said this whole movie sounds like it's written by a computer and like just takes cliches from everything so the (laughs) fact that the storyline isn't just straight abc is perfect i think yeah like it it had just the right amount of plot twists in there because like yeah when you're watching it you're like oh he's a nice guy it's like oh the nice girl sees the nice guy in him and is appreciating this oh maybe this could all work out He'll see he doesn't need the mask after all and try and get rid of it. But no, <laughs> turns out the nice girl was actually the big bitch. That <laughs> yeah. sold him out to keep her condo. Seriously. Yeah, it's her condo. <laughs> see how much a condo costs in this town. But in her defense, 50 stacks in 94 was a lot of money. 
Yeah, but not in LA. Oh, no, they're not in LA. They're in, no, they're in the bootleg Gotham. They're in Gotham. Yeah, they, yeah. that's like a million dollars. She's like well, queen of that yeah. town now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> she could buy Club Bongo Bogo. <laughs> so then um, we, oh yeah, and then we get that awesome scene of Dorian's boss teeing off in his mouth with the golf ball. Yeah. And he, with the best, like, which is a crazy shot, but the best part is he tells him, you have a week to get out of town. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm no criminal, but like, I do know that you don't give somebody a week to get out of town. Like what? Yeah. What? I think it was like, a, I don't know. That was weird. And then on weird. top of that, with the whole golf swing thing, I'm like, if anything <laughs> were to start bleeding, I think it'd be his nose. Right? Like, I was wondering, I, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was wondering where is this blood coming from? And also I should have been disturbed by that scene, but I wasn't like, I was like, this is such a good visual gag. Like I should have like rewound it. Cause I'm like, was the blood even on the right side of the face where like the club <laughs> came? Like <laughs> oh my God. And again, like the mob boss and like, which is some Greek guy. I can't remember yeah. his name. And then Dorian. Yeah. Him and okay. Dorian, like their their acting is just so good in this movie. Like they're, <laughs> they're so dead ass For serious. Sure. So dead ass. So then um Stanley dreams of Tina licking his ear, but it's really his dog Milo. <laughs> that was another good one. This is shit that should not be funny, you guys. Like, I, it's, you've seen this a thousand times. Like, there's no way that this should be funny, but it's so funny. And the <laughs> thing is that, like, you know what's really happening before it cuts to real life, yeah. and it's still funny anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Stanley sees, sees the mask is still there, and he puts it back on. And that's when we get, like, the – he transforms into that crazy zoot suit, that yellow zoot suit. Yeah. And I guess that that costume was based off of a suit that his mom made for him when he did his first stand-up show. Oh, and snap. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's really cool. Then the mask ruins Dorian's bank heist. Well, like Jim Carrey as the mask, you know, he, yeah. fuck, he fucks up their bank heist. They're trying, because Dorian's like, since I'm going to be in town for a week, I'm going to go ahead and rob the bank and undercut my boss and somehow like turn over the crime power structure of this town in one week. He wanted to be the big guy. Uh, yeah, and his, like, two underlings are, like, playing air hockey the whole time. So I feel like he's not going to win this mission. I mean, like, the but... guy wasn't planning to win from the beginning. Like, <laughs> no, and he had he a good... A lucky, he caught a lucky break because he got the mask for a little yeah, bit. But I... That was all he had. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, and whenever Jim Carrey's running away with the money, that I love that gag. And he's like, waste not, want not. <laughs> <laughs> like he went back for every single dollar I love that was it. flying in the air i love it i love that then he arrives at coco bongo as the mask and like nobody is like off questioning why he has a green ass face Thank they just you. see him throwing money around they're like oh don't care <laughs> it's the money yeah, it's true. Oh, man. Okay, so did you ever watch? <laughs> That's what this podcast is going to be called now. Oh, shit. Did you ever see? Uh, <laughs> um, it was 
Goosebumps and it was a Halloween VHS special, I think. And it was where it was called The Mask, I feel like. And it was a green mask, oddly similar to this one. It used to be like one of the more infamous book covers. Yeah. And it sticks to her face and she can't, it like becomes her and she becomes evil. But in that one, the mask is evil. Yeah. 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 I, it just reminds me of that. That's it. When you see him at the nightclub and everybody's just like acting, I'm like, yo, this is not normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the Goosebumps book was more closely related to like the original comic of The Mask than oh, the movie The Mask was. Definitely. Absolutely. Holy shit. Now I'm going to rewatch that. I got to okay. watch Man, it's, and I loved that VHS. I got to watch that. Hell yeah, that's cool. I haven't watched the VHS in forever. Well, we did some family movies, but like not a movie or something. Oh, that's cool. What? You have family movie? That's so cool. Yeah, like uh, I got my dad uh, one of those because I caught him like finding a whole bunch of like old tapes, but nothing to watch it on. So I went on uh, OfferUp and found one and got it to him for his birthday. Yes, that's awesome. I, I always buy VHS players if I see them because at thrift stores, they, they break and repairing them is difficult sometimes. And, and hella expensive. Yeah, well, if you can even find somebody that can do it. Yeah. Which I've tried to teach myself before, but it's hard. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? Let's just get a stockpile going. Let's see how it goes. I literally do have a stockpile of VHS players and... I mean, I feel ashamed admitting that, but it's the truth. So I'll say you're committed it. to your craft. I am. Like, I can't stress this enough. You need to have a VHS copy of The Mask. Like, it's not. I gotta life. go. I gotta go hunt one down now. Yeah, I, I got you, bro. I'm gonna get you one. No. <laughs> yeah. So then he watches Tina and dancing, and he turns in um to the, oh, the wolf with his tongue out, which is great. And the mobster. The wolf is like one of the first things you see in his apartment. Yeah, and um the mobsters recognize him and try to catch him, but the bullet transforms him. Oh, yeah, a bullet transforms him. Hold on. Oh no. Yeah. So I, I I think I, so. A bullet clips his tie. Okay. And then when this tie falls is when it turns into like those ugly PJs. Right. Okay. That's what confused yeah. me. Was like, was it the tie pattern or the pajama pattern? I I was confused. So, uh, like if you remember, he had those PJs on. Like those were his PJs. And then when the detective came to his door, he was clowning him for the PJs. Right. He's like those. That's what's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought his pajamas were fine. I I loved them. So. It was typical 90s fashion you know like everything looked like that back then right like what (laughs) one of my notes here just says i love guns (laughs) (laughs) that is not like me okay this movie had me going dude they had me going (laughs) oh my god it's provocative (laughs) it gets the people going it did apparently this is crazy yeah, there's just lots of shooting in this movie. And like I'm the kind of person where I'll be like halfway through Pineapple Express and I, I get enraged because there's shooting going on and I'm like, no, I am trying to be chill right now and like I don't I just find wanted this the funny. Nice calm stoner movie i don't appreciate all this shooting messing with my vibe right thank you everyone's like it's so funny i don't 
like I'll watch cops if I want to see that. Well, I'm trying to time and place, people. I don't want to action scene in the middle of my chill starter movie. All right, set cops. and setting, set and setting, and time and place, people. Time yeah. and place. I'm just saying, fucking Seth Rogen could maybe rebrand himself because he's not he's not as chill as he wants you to think he is. And if you don't believe me, eat five grams of mushrooms and try to watch Pineapple Express. No, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so then, yeah, we get the award show bit, which is fucking awesome and the my favorite part of it is the elvis impression and i guess they said that carrie would not leave until he got to do that elvis impression that was his idea which i thought was really cool elvis and because i was just actually sorry that that's on my mind only, oh no go for it only because i was just listening to something about forrest gump and the scene where El forrest gump teaches elvis how to shake his hips because he yeah. has those casts on his legs. It's like, oh yeah, white people are responsible for everything you love. And Tom Hanks is going to show you why. Barf. Like, no. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, but sorry. Now I can't think of Elvis without thinking about that. <laughs> and <laughs> Damn it, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Just like, but that's that's my point is like, we have no culture. We're just co-opting culture from fucking everybody else's culture. It's so fucked. Uh, I mean... Whenever I hear Forrest Gump now, completely unrelated tangent, but all I can think of, Jenny, Jen A was the worst, <laughs> like absolute worst. <laughs> she literally like takes advantage of like a mentally ill person, like not mentally ill. I'm sorry. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, he's challenged. Cha challenged yeah. yeah. Or differently abled is yeah. really what I mean to say. Like she takes advantage of a differently abled person and like sexually takes advantage of him. It's fucking creepy. And that. then just abandons him, always leaves him hanging. Yeah. So she's single, got AIDS and yeah. got kid with no one to help her take care of her. She's like, Oh, okay. I guess now's the time to settle with Forrest. You know, because you're conveniently rich now. Right. Well, she got AIDS because she was against the war. That's what happens when you are a liberal, you get AIDS. Remember that at home, kids. Exactly. <laughs> My grandpa told me I wasn't allowed to watch Sesame Street when I was a kid because of those two old guys could be gay. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. This is like uh, a little snippet of what life is like with Cassandra. Bert and Ernie might be gay. <laughs> they might be, and they shouldn't be displaying that for public television. What is this, right? You know what? Make, I'm pretty sure somewhere on like Pornhub or something, there's some like anime version of it where Bernie Bert and Bernie are gay. So, yes. Damn it. Now I have a whole new project. <laughs> so now like Dorian sends his men out to look for Jim Carrey and also because he wants the mask and also the cops are hunting him too, which I like that like everybody's searching for him. He's like really builds a suspension, the suspense anyway. And Stanley, he stands up to his boss without the mask the next day. Yes. Very smart of him to go into work the next day because you don't want to look suspicious that you robbed a bank. And exactly. <laughs> Tina. Uh, no, another thing I thought was really funny about like that end scene where the cops busted the club and then uh, they went ahead and, you know, we're looking for the mask then he was like oh yeah for once we agree on something i'm also trying to find this guy with the green mask too so it's like yeah <laughs> they were pretty much teaming up to find the mask as if that wasn't a red flag enough that hey you should really be looking into this creep because he wants to be your friend to so take that guy out now 
right i know right like they aren't even already in bed with each other in this town come on like the cops and the mob like give yeah me a- it's like y- you guys talk are are already on a first name basis like we know what's going on here fam <laughs> yeah seriously and then um ben stein makes another cameo because jim carrey goes to his office and he's like you know what the hell is going on tell me about loki and the mask and all this and ben stein's like look i don't help mentally ill people like you need to go somewhere else <laughs> no, he's actually really funny in this scene <laughs> Yeah, well, what makes it so funny is just the huge extremes between the characters. With Ken, yeah. with Carrie being over the top, dramatic. Yeah, it's not just like, right? Wow. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. He like just had like four Xanax bars. <laughs> he that's his move. He could not get excited about something if he tried. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny it's like he's That's why, like, it was telling... so unexpected for him to be like say something so racist too i'm just like really right i man they're out there and i'm here I'm to tell much... i'm here to tell people because a lot of times i hear from i mean i won't name sources but i a lot of people in my life say like there's no such thing as racism anymore and stuff like that or they think the world is great well i'm here to shit on your fucking parade guess what I know what other white people say behind closed doors, and they're fucking horrible. The secret's out, okay? I mean, Sorry. I've been called the <laughs> N-word plenty of times in my life. There's a large population yeah. of people that don't understand this. Like, yeah. They literally think that there's no such thing as racism anymore. So that's... I wish I could believe that. I Yeah, wouldn't that? Ignorance is bliss, right? exactly man this oh man what what a nice utopian world that is yeah that's supposed to be here oh man (laughs) yeah and don't bring it up because if you do they call you a socialist or antifa so cool (laughs) well our zoom calls officially tapped now hello fbi you've entered the chat (laughs) right right, right. but now we get our future we go to the northern light methane emissions park (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna be like our actual reality in five years probably and more than likely <laughs> so yeah he go yeah they go to meet on this date cameron diaz and jim carrey and like at first i'm like oh why are there northern lights <laughs> like it's the methane emissions it makes a beautiful sunset <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry. It was so funny. And like, You're when good. I, well, I'm so sorry. When I lived in California, I lived on Venice Beach and it had the most beautiful sunsets. And like, but it was because of the pollution and the smog. So, oh, damn. Yeah. Everybody would be like, we have the most beautiful sunsets. And then there's always be someone in the background, like a Simpsons character, because of the pollution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did you have to remind us about that? Because we shouldn't be breathing this. Right? Right? Thank you. God. But like, and so she wants to meet the mask. And so Jim Carrey like walks behind a tree and puts a mask on. And she realizes that he's like exponentially more annoying with the mask on. She actually likes Jim Carrey. Good. Then we get this huge Cuban Pete sequence, which this is a song from Desi Arnaz so another reason why my mind was like okay this has gotta all be callbacks to something because like this is a desi arnaz song i don't know i think it's just because desi arnaz was a popular musician around all the time all those other cartoons oh yeah duh 
Yeah. See, this is what I need. Um, someone to stop my conspiratorial psychotic thinking. I got so. you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Cause like all those cartoons were popping around the, I love Lucy area. And then Desi Arnaz was the boy around the times. Yes. He was, he was oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> and I love the sequence and I love this song. And I heard people say that they felt like this movie was a ripoff of Beetlejuice and the sequence was a ripoff of Beetlejuice. And I disagree. No. Stop stop totally no. different thing yeah i know right i know i know <laughs> but the studio did want to cut the scene they thought it was too long they didn't like the musical number they didn't like the like police violence and yeah the guns and everything they just didn't like it but when they tested it for audiences the audiences loved it so it stayed which yeah is so only thing i'll agree with oman is that it could have been a little shorter but other than that it was dope yeah but like you said though if you watch that scene closely everybody participating in it is like so tuned in there's no like extra standing in the background doing nothing even the detectives that are like not and the cops that are not being overtaken by the music they're like slowly starting to dance and like starting to get into it like wild yeah yeah and so then like jim carrey takes down uh the police force with music (laughs) okay i like the power of music let's go i like this reality yeah i mean this is it right this is like the little girl putting the flower in the gun so (laughs) um, oh yeah and the jim carrey when he's pulling all the props out of his pocket and doyle's reply is hilarious about the bazooka (laughs) and he's like jim carrey's like i have a permit for that (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't know why like this is not my kind of comedy i don't know why i'm finding this funny i think it's so fucking good yeah and it's shot really well they're using the police cop lights from their cars to spotlight him during the whole dance like genius yeah that's genius it's like huddle plate is instead of just like a random spotlight out of nowhere it's like huddle plate we have (laughs) the equipment within the constructs of the scene saying just incorporate everything yeah for real exactly it's perfect and then peggy flips on him and she's evil and it's so good (laughs) well then again she let us know now that i think about it she let us know from the beginning she was just out for the money the writing is tight in this movie it is even at the beginning she was talking about like oh yeah those dear abby letters were yep. horrible, but they don't. I, I'm don't. I want real reporting because I want to, you know, keep the roof over my house and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The writing is tight in this, and yep. it's so funny, man. I still I didn't put it together. I'm like, oh, Cameron Diaz is gonna turn on him, and no, it's totally a surprise. But like, yeah, the reporter shows up, and she's like, come with me, I'll save you, and then drives off with him, and then turns him into the mobsters, and they like go to throw him into a conveyor belt or something. Yeah, and which I felt like was straight out of. Rock rabbit and like really. I mean, it's the, your standard overdramatic villain like oh, i'm gonna make a point you will suffer Mwah. yeah <laughs> dorian's crew tries to steal the money um from stanley's apartment and milo tries to stop them and they dump stanley at the cop shop so he gets locked up which is perfect because now like he's out of the way tina comes to see him in jail and then we get a shot of them talking around all these new did you all these newspapers him and the reporter yeah what the fuck where did it's they like, get yo, that many papers the, it's like a how are there, ma- there are that many papers and b 
how are they always just following this one storyline is this like the only story going on in the whole city like right and this i'm telling you thousands of newspapers it was weird i don't understand <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny how at the industrial part you know where they get the mechanics in the morning yeah and then the reporter's like oh well we believe this happened and then the detective goes oh would you look at that she solved the case get out of here everyone else. god there yeah there's a ton of great one-liners in this movie like they really don't miss anything here and then tina gets kidnapped by dorian's men which is not good for her and then yeah we get our big ending well milo gets the keys and he gets uh, jim carrey out of jail like he's the one that breaks him out of jail and that dog is a good actor yeah yes yeah Yes, so, he earned so every cute. treat yes. in that scene alone. And I don't want to tell you this, because I don't want you to cry, but he's dead. He died. I mean, it's been 20 years <laughs> since that movie. I'm I just kidding. He's living on a farm. 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's living on a farm, and he's very happy. <laughs> he gets Jim Carrey out, and then we get the big ending at Coco Bango, and Dorian on <laughs> absorbs bullets, like which I, I just love that effect. I don't know why. I just loved it. And he kills the bosses, and then he gets one last kiss because he has the mask on, and Cameron Diaz is like, tied she up. She finesses him. Yeah, and she's like, I just want one last kiss. And so he takes the mask off to kiss her, which why, oh, yeah, I was gonna say, why can't he kiss her with the mask on? Because she specifically says, with the mask off, you know? Yeah. So, and then, like, because when he leaned in, you saw, like, the creepy tongue flapping, so he's like, what this? Like, it looked creepy. Yeah, and I this didn't track for me because I felt like this guy does not care that much about Cameron Diaz that he's going to give up the power of the mask to kiss her like he'll just go get another girl like that you're was... assuming that the man was using the head that was located on top of his shoulders when in okay. fact he was using the one that was beneath his waist I see okay yeah yeah and she looked good tied up like that she yep. looked damn fine <laughs> and i'm sorry to have i could say two cameron plus three diaz. Plus four and if cameron diaz <laughs> was looking at me like that said no it's 73 i'd be like yeah 73 what's up like correct correct like, <laughs> like i don't mean to objectify her in this way but um she made a lot of money from this movie and she did it to herself and also she's over age and also yeah, normally I'm having to explain why I have a crush on some like 17 year old boy in a TV show from the <laughs> 90s. I'm like, I mean, I mean, I liked him when when I was a kid. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice change of pace for you. Exactly, exactly. So like less of a hole to dig out of. But yeah, then she uh, kicks the mask away, and Milo gets the mask, which is awesome. The real MVP again. <laughs> and he puts it on it's so great but i was terrified like i had a real moment of horror i'm like oh my god something bad is gonna happen to this dog i can't watch this but no it was okay thank god because <laughs> then he put the mask on and he went to work yeah and he saves the day and <laughs> i love fucking love this gag and then jim carrey he makes like he has the mask one last time and he creates a handle and he flushes Dorian yep. into the abyss. I loved it. It was such a good gag. That, to me, was, like, reminiscent of, um, what's that? Just the Looney Tunes era in general. Like, I hate to keep going also, back to that movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's what it reminds oh, yeah. me of. Yeah, and I, which I love. That, when I was a kid, 
I watched, I had a VHS of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and I watched it every day for like three years. And I'm talking like four years old. I was way too, yeah, way too young to be watching that. So this movie was truly a treat for me. Like it- it, With all the callbacks and everything. All of it, all the nostalgia cartoon stuff. And it's so perfect and it's so well-paced and so well-written. It was like really a fucking treat, really a treat. And then with the whole flushing the toilet, flushing him down, the, like the first shitty pun that came to my mind is that's how you get that shit out of there, son. Like, let's go. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be like drawing more handles and flushing things. I believe. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> anyway, then. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And then Jim Carrey. Which is Stanley, whatever, I don't know why I can't call him Stanley. He doesn't look like a Stanley to me. Her throw the mask back in the river. But actually, no. So they go, they're like at a bridge over the river. And he's saying how he doesn't need the mask or whatever stupid exposition they're saying. And she's the one that throws the mask and then kisses him, which I didn't uh, like. I well, thought he should have been the one to throw it, right? No, because... I'm paraphrasing here, but he says something to the extent of like, you know, are you sure? Because once this is gone, it's gone. Like, and you're stuck with just me. So I think that was her way of saying, instead of just saying, I only want you, she just herself tossed it. Yeah, but then it like takes, I don't, I would have liked it better if she did say, no, I just like you. And then he made this decision to throw the mask away because now it's like in her power. So again, he's just like this fall guy. He's just like the heel. You know what I mean? I don't. I feel like the nice guy in Stanley as the character, like needed her to throw it for him. So that way he didn't have any like what ifs whatsoever if she actually wanted the mask instead then he had basically no character arc he like didn't change because like what's gonna happen when she breaks up with him it's gonna be like where's the mask (laughs) and guess who's got it milo (laughs) he does yeah yeah his his friend like jumps or his friend or somebody i don't know who yeah it was his friend jumps in to get it and then he's like this time he comes up for air to look and grab it dogs already swimming away with it yeah like why are they throwing that in back in the river don't they know they're supposed to like bury it you burn it bury it plant a tree over it something ship it to russia don't fucking just throw it in the same river that you just pulled it out of like a week ago what the toxic city education system <laughs> oh my god seriously it's it's the um (laughs) anyone with common sense knows you just don't throw it especially since he already tried to throw it and it flew right back into his apartment like prison to edge city pipeline that's what it is (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) and then um, let me see here i did have a few other trivia facts because it's jim carrey that was the thing i wanted to talk about the sequel so what i saw it once and never again i don't even really remember it but that's because i didn't want to remember it i heard that it's awful but now i want i have to watch it i can't not watch it because it's on hbo mask 
I'm gonna watch it. Uh, HBO Max, not HBO Mask. <laughs> <laughs> and who? Wait, who does it have in it? I forget. Let me look it up. But I think it's good that Jim Carrey didn't do the sequel to this, and he swore off doing sequels to any of his movies. And as it should be. Correct. And that's why this movie's still funny because if we would have had a Mask Four, like we would not be watching the Mask right now. No. Mm-mm. God, and I'm still, I'm just amazed. Like a lot of these movies, I go back and watch, and they hold up for me nostalgia-wise, but not effects-wise. And I forgive a lot of that. But this movie, you literally have to forgive nothing. Everything. It's everything holds up. So good. I, I did not expect this. I'm totally shocked. Like I, I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. <laughs> and then. <laughs> The other couple of weird trivia facts were that they considered Martin Short instead of Jim Carrey and Rick Moranis. Yeah, I, I think I said it all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't see that at all. I could see so, David oh. Allen Greer. I, I could see that. But that, I mean... So Ben Stein is in Son of the Mask too. I just got it pulled up here. Of course he is. And then Fucking piece James... Jamie Kennedy is oh, one of the main actors. That was, it, that was it. That was it. I knew it was somebody. I, <laughs> fucking Jamie Kennedy, dude. This guy's haunting. Trailer me. Howard was Tanya Avery, I guess, supposed to be Jamie Kennedy's wife. Stephen Wright, Alan Cumming was Loki. So I guess oh. they actually brought Loki into this one. But so it's probably like a totally different story, totally different premise. Like it's probably like, not canon. No, and then. If you look at the guy that's supposed to be Loki, he looks like one of the characters from... Well, it's the guy from Spy Kids. Oh! Yeah, the, like, doll-looking one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's him as Loki, so I'm like, I, dude, I can't take you seriously as an actor that much. I'm good. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's too funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, I couldn't see that. Like, if you... So, you, you want me to believe you're a god of mischief no no <laughs> no you're not i wouldn't recast I, anybody in this movie that would have been cool if they got anna nicole smith for the sequel though because that could push yeah. it over the edge of campiness where it could be funny that was the point i was trying to make earlier i was gonna say it's like because she's cartoony as well but it's a completely different style of cartoons like she's like a south parkish type of cartoon Mm-hmm. And then Jim Carrey is like your OG, like Looney Tunes type of character. Like those worlds just don't work that well. Yeah. And then Nicole Smith is funny because of what she is. Jim Carrey has an actual craft. Yeah. Well, like, Anna Jim Nicole Carrey's Smith hilarious. passed away. And we should have never been laughing at Anna Nicole Smith. She, it, she fucking she died of a drug overdose. Reasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. That whole thing was tragic. And then her son. Did you know that her son died like the next day, like 24 hours after she died? Her 22 year old son died from a drug no. overdose. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't even know she had a son. <clears throat> they were both hooked on opiates and they both died. And she had a baby. She had just had a baby. That's sad. That's a whole. It's, oh, Hannah Nicole, what a story. That's an, for another day. But like, kind of like what we were saying, like, Jim Carrey was hilarious, but Anna Nicole people just kind of laughed at. Like, she wasn't mm-hmm. going to bring any true skill like Cameron Diaz to, to the table. 
No. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what Cameron Diaz's next role after this was, but I know that it blew the door open for her because we saw her oh, in yeah. mo- so many movies after this. She, Jim Carrey is, this is like peak Jim Carrey. You, yeah. If you haven't seen this movie in a while, you've got to go back and rewatch it. It is worth it. If you haven't seen it, like, I don't, I'm not sure if you got Netflix or not, but on there, there's the show Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And it's a show that, like, Seinfeld's the host and he just picks up different com- comedians and, like, different cars he feels represents them. And they just go get coffee, shoot the shit. And it's funny. His first mm-hmm. guest on the show is Jim Carrey. What? And yeah. So, oh, I have to watch that, yeah. And because it's like a real, like, it's a real, like, conversation. He's just like being himself, kind of shooting the shit, just dressing the way he wants to, obviously. Like, like a long form, like Joe Rogan style, but Jim Carrey would never go on Joe Rogan because he's not an idiot, kind of. Yeah, like, (laughs) watch. I'm about to Google it. Uh, Jim Carrey has been on Joe Rogan like six times, I bet. <laughs> if you find out oh. that he has sent me those episodes i will want to see those yeah i'd like to see that um <laughs> no, when we were on pause i w- had to look at what was trending on twitter <laughs> as uh i do and new york i love new york is trending and it, the girl you what remember, are we doing now <laughs> do you remember the show i love new york with flavor of love it was like first uh, it was so. first it was flavor of love and then it was i love new york and it was a reality it was like show the off of like the one chick that didn't make it to the end or something like yes that. yes yeah. so can we talk about how flavor of love fucking paraded these women up on stage and gave them slave names and then put chains on them what does no one think that that's insane oh <laughs> like what he literally like had these women come up on stage and put chains on them and was like now i'm gonna call you sweet tits because you got sweet tits and like (laughs) they would have like a thing at the bottom that said like sweet titties like for real i'm not making this up go back and watch flavor of love it's insane that show was just so uh, like reality the (laughs) stuff that people get away with in reality tv is just ridiculous like insane oh my god i'm sorry i don't know what me i don't know what's wrong with me there's so many (laughs) things wrong with me but yeah this movie came out for in 1994 and it was the best year for jim carrey in my opinion and oh yeah it, it was the best year for music it was a great year for television I feel like the apex was 1994. It was top tier. I usually do at the end, I'll be like reading someone's bad reviews of it, but I don't want to do that because I like it. And I don't think that I'm going to find much many of that bad reviews out there. This is one of those movies that everyone just likes it so much that if someone starts hating on it, it's just like, shut the fuck up. You're being grumpy. Like, yeah, I, yeah, because like even like we said, the line, some of the lines that he delivers that are so famous aren't that funny. He just, they're only funny because he says them. And exactly. That's fucking pure magic. That's gold. He's pure gold. <laughs> In the interview you, like I was talking about, uh, you kind of like see him at this like inner piece, like, because I kind of worried about that a little bit too. But after seeing that, I'm like, oh, he just, doesn't give a fuck about anyone anymore. He's just doing yeah. what the fuck he wants to do to make him happy. Like, 
do it. He's got to Because at the beginning, like, he, he looking crazy. I'm like, yo, is this guy off the hinges? But then, like, the more you watch it, it's like, <laughs> oh, no, he's he's more aware of everything than I am. Shit, like, I couldn't do what he's doing. All right, sorry. I had, like, seven rants that all started at the same time in my head, and I had to, like, <laughs> I had to stop all of them at the same time. I've been there so like, many times. You're God good. damn it. But yeah, and normally, like, I would say, like, oh, who would you recast? But I think this cast is pretty perfect. I wouldn't recast anybody. No, this one was great as is. I feel like the villains were, like, just evil enough. They weren't, like, over-the-top comic villain evil. And then, like, the same with his boss. Like, there was just a great balance between comic and reality throughout the entire film. Yeah, I'm going to have to link some pictures from the comic so people can see how very different it was. Yeah. Same thing with Batman, too. Um, Like, I had went and bought the kids a bunch of Batman comics and gave it to them thinking, like, oh, cool, they can read comic books now. Then they were, like, I, I like, saw what they were actually seeing, and I was, like, oh, uh uh-oh, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we started too early. All right, let's do a little backpedal here. (laughs) I I didn't even know about Batman. I had no idea. I just, my only experience with Batman is Tim Burton's Batman. That's the only one I've seen. It's the only one I will see, even though I've been told I need to watch The Joker or The Dark Knight. Let's do it. Okay, cool. All right, all right. So we're going to wrap it up by playing Fuck, Marry, Kill. (laughs) Like, who would you fuck? Who would you marry? Who would you kill? I'll go first. I'll let you have time to think. Okay. All right. I'm obviously going to marry Jim Carrey because he's this, or Ickes, whatever his name is. (laughs) Steve Ipkiss. (laughs) Steve Ipkiss, um, because he's a nice guy and he's so sweet and I like his apartment. And it's kind of small, but I mean, it's okay. I don't need to bring all my shit because he's already got VHSs and cartoon stuff. So this is pretty ideal for me. Like, so, you, know, you got everything I need. I'm just chill right here. Cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I guess I just found out what my type was. But with fuck, I'm going to go with Cameron Diaz. I'm sorry. Like, Jim Carrey's sexy, but he doesn't have the sex appeal that she does in this yeah. movie. In this movie, anyway. Which in other movies, she's fucking hilarious and i don't find her attractive and and there's other movies where i find jim carrey like super sexy and not funny so whatever and kill i'm gonna go with the landlady all of the mob bosses are so good yeah (laughs) so funny i don't want to kill them no the cops are even great like and you're that's coming out of my mouth like yeah yeah, that landlady's a bitch what do you mean what time are you coming home whatever time i want i pay you rent i pay you to leave me the fuck alone no 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 no. can't be living like that that's not cool people need to be nice to their neighbors So that's my PSA for the fucking week. (laughs) All right. Be nice to your neighbors. Yeah. So who would you fuck, marry, kill? All right. Well, we're we're on the same page with kill because like she's just the worst. Let's see. Fuck. I'm gonna go with the reporter, and I'm never calling her back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's not a bad looking chick. No. No, she's quite cute. she's, She's not getting the callback, like you know. And you... I would give her the devil dick and disappear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then, um, yeah, who, Mary... who, yeah, who are you gonna marry? I'm marrying Cameron Diaz. Of course, like... of course, of course. Have you seen her? Like, gorgeous, and she was uplifting. You know, Stanley. If she could like help 
gas up Stanley Epkis. Imagine the level she'd take my ass. Shit. <laughs> well, I hope you're prepared to like never be able to make a decision for yourself because she's gonna be running that household. Like all that cartoon stuff, it's gone. He, she, he, <laughs> like the next scene is they go back to his apartment <coughs> and she redecorates the whole place, and he's not gonna like, tell her no. <laughs> like, hold on, wait. Like, we're storing this until I get my man cave. Damn it, this is coming back. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I swear to God, it's coming back. Yeah, okay. We'll just put it in a box in the closet for now. <laughs> like that is my closet. I'll put my like six shirts as long as I can keep all my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's for real. And also I like to end with like a recommendation. Sometimes I do well some I don't really have any real format. Let's get real. But like okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll be like recommend a book or a movie or something, just anything good I've seen or come across in the last week. And I'm trying to think if I have even consumed anything new. I'm gonna just because I recommended it earlier that comedians and cars get a coffee show. Like it's a nice yeah. chill, like hang back, relax, and like get a nice like few qual. Hell yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch that now. That's awesome. Not that's yeah. so cool. I'm I'm excited now. I've got something to watch. And oh, I'm gonna say Revenge. It's an old ABC series. Came out in 2011. I did the pilot episode just for fun. What? Have you seen that show? No. <laughs> it's uh, it's a soap opera, but it's based off the Count of Monte Cristo. And okay, check it out. The plot line is that a man named David Clark was framed as being an investor of a terrorist organization that crashed a plane, Flight 192, and killed 500 people. After the plane crashed, and all of this black, the secret black money group made out with all of the money from the relief. And yeah, like real, real talk. Like this is the whole plot line of the show. And it came out on, in 2011, and it's on ABC. So I've been watching that. It's really good. Damn. Like, how many seasons is it? It's four seasons, and it gets really off the rails, and it's super soapy. But it's like, okay, the acting is perfection. They are so good. They're so good that it. The writing is good. The acting is good. The scenery is good. Um, it it has like a two second opening title. So I don't know if like long intros bother you. They bother me. They do. They bother yeah. the hell out of me. So I it's hate it's easy to binge watch, and it's. It's so cute. It's it's really good. It's really I highly recommend it. So that's my recommendation. Word. Yeah. And of course, and every week I plug the same book, Andrew Bixler, Space Junk. Buy that book. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super fan. So no, but for real, it's he's somebody that um, does a podcast that I listened to and I liked, and then he came out with a book, so I got it. And then a guy I was seeing borrowed the book, and I never saw that book again so no, wow. I had to, yeah so I had to order a second copy which is fine because okay. I, I love to support people real people and their projects and if you have if anybody out there listening if you have a project or you have anything to plug I will absolutely plug it I love to help people with their creative you know endeavors of course do you have anything you want to plug like your twitter instagram whatever nah, i'm not a guy that like, posts a lot like don't like, find me do not find me <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i mean like you could follow me it's just really i, I don't post a lot to you be don't honest. like i, you I don't. just i follow funny stuff and i just 
use it for entertainment purposes i don't feel like entertaining yeah like. i know i the social media is so toxic sometimes but i'm coming to terms with it like i used to have like um a really bad relationship with technology because i thought that it wasn't nature and i was like on this weird one with the world type of vibe exactly like i have to be nature i can't oh i can't <laughs> be around a tv it's gonna fuck up my vibes and plus we're in florida and so we're inundated with scientology language as well and yeah going clear and having all these pollutants around you and you're subcon you're taught from a very young age not even if you're not scientologist if you grow up in this area you are indoctrinated with this language so you know about the subconscious mind and things like that and so i just really had a ocd about being around technology and shows and movies for a long time like because i thought that it was directly affecting my subconscious but i'm glad that <laughs> <laughs> that's over look at you not recording podcasts i know now You've i can come so far i know it's amazing yep sorry i started that rant and i forgot what happened by the end <laughs> we're all on the same page it all worked out but yeah no that's... oh 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 that's we were what talking i wanted about not posting too much on social media oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 so now basically i've learned to accept that like the city is nature technology is nature we're all the same you can't go into outer space we are in fucking outer space we're on a rock like chill the fuck out cassandra okay it's not every and nothing revolves around you and <laughs> just chill so yes i've come to peace with that and it's made me feel better and i feel like that's kind of happening with social media i used to be very like anti-social media but now i'm like okay i don't have to use it in a toxic way like uh, but so. i love it but i just use it as like a little tv in my hand yeah and, yeah it's like oh i'm just and it's like I could people watch from the comfort of my couch pretty much. Yeah. And but like yeah, and I just try to like if I I don't know, I just try to help people. If I see somebody posting something, I'll just like comment on it like something positive because I know that they're an elderly person at home and that's probably the only social interaction they're having, especially right now with what's going on. You don't know how long it's been since these people have talked to somebody. So, I mean, I just want, you know, I want to put that out there and other people should too. Um, you I know, feel like the, this whole quarantine thing is like making me way more of an introvert than I already was. Yeah. Well, if, imagine like how we were becoming introverts like this, right? But like, this is how a large amount of our elderly people live because of this like culture. We don't take care of uh, and I'm sorry, like, if this offends you, but a lot of people don't take care of their family. And I'm just saying it's important for us as a society to be reaching out to the elderly people in our communities and the children in our communities and spreading positive messages to them, especially in a, this type of climate. We do not need to continue to spread negativity. Like anything that we can do to put more positivity out there is what we should be doing, uh, in my opinion. That's just, what the fuck do I know? I mean, that was facts. So, kind of know a little something at least. Um, I'm here to hate on Ben Stein. <laughs> that dumb. Yeah. If you like this episode, hashtag fuck Ben Stein. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. And you can find me on, well, thank you for coming on, by the way. And oh, you're anytime. more than welcome to come back 
any fucking time and just let me know what episode uh, or what movie or what show you want to do and we'll do it because it was awesome to have you and um this was dope so glad thank you so much for telling me to watch this like this is such a perfect thanksgiving treat for me i yes 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 yes. i got you Uh, if i come up with any more good suggestions i'll let you know yay and i know you will or i'll be um snapchatting you all day tomorrow and all night about comedians driving in cars i'm sure nice so, yeah i'm excited for you're it gonna hear that series like a few times already well, you're gonna get like a bunch of like out of context t- uh snaps like nice. what? what as long as i can see the episode i'll figure out what's going on so you're good <laughs> if you need to send me an email you can reach me at Cassandra. sorry <laughs> It's not my fault. It's the mask. It's the mask. It's making me do it. (laughs) If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Cassandra Explains It All. Instagram, Cassandra Explains It All or Cass Explains, something like that. Just Google me. You'll find me. Um, You can go to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Cassandra Explains. And as always, later, alligator.